Hey, hey everyone, welcome to the Texas Outlaw Running Talk Show. This is your host, Briston Rains. I'm the founder, owner, and Texas Division Race Director here at Texas Outlaw Running. This episode you're about to listen to is known as Shooting the Bull. Shooting the Bull episodes release every Monday and we shoot the bull about running, fitness, and life itself. If you enjoyed the show, don't forget to leave us a rating. Thanks for tuning in and enjoy this show of us shooting the bull. Hey, Asher. Good morning, Brisson. Hey, sorry, podcast listeners. My microphone went out <laughs> and we spent like the last 15 minutes trying to get it to, or 10 minutes trying to get it to turn back on. So I am going to be ordering a new microphone. So don't Thanks. worry. Don't let the sound quality make you run away. It's okay. So, <laughs> well, I've re listened to some of our podcasts. And if anything, my mic quality is. It sounds like a phone call, which it is, but, uh, you know, it doesn't sound terrible. You know, we still get the point across. Yeah. Yeah. Anyways, so. Frustrating technical difficulties right there. Yeah. Just got to move on from them. Just do what you can. So. That's right. So, Asher, I had. A few things on my mind this morning when I was thinking about our podcast and what to talk about. And I and one of them was very, very controversial. And I wanted to talk about being overweight. Specifically, is it okay for people to be overweight? Uh, yeah, I'll jump right on that. Um, I definitely think that you know, once you're there, it's it's something you have to come to terms with. Is it a lifestyle that is going to help you or not necessarily a lifestyle? Is it a weight that is going to allow you to do the things that you want to do? And usually the human experience is like, all right, I want to be able to, you know, set personal physical goals for myself. So like run a marathon, uh, that might be a goal or, you know, even just run a 5K. Or maybe it's, um, I want to live to see my grandkids get through college. And, you know, while there are not, um, while those aren't, while being overweight isn't a determining factor for being able to do any of those, those things, I do think it is your best bet or a person's best bet to um, be on the healthy side or at least strive to be on the healthy side so that they might um, compete those things or complete those things um, in a better manner. And that that's the thing, man, that's a, it's a tough conversation to have because that is a person's, that's just what they, you know, what they are right now. And that's okay. I think, you know, whenever you come to terms with that and you realize that, all right, this is a change that I need to make. That's the biggest step a person can take. So. What do you think about that? Mm-hmm. So I think it is okay to be overweight um, because it's not an instantaneous change you can do overnight unless you do the surgery thing. So it is okay if you know somebody that's overweight or you yourself listening are overweight. Um, but something does need to be done if you want to have a good and long quality of life 
health-wise. You know, like if you're overweight, like you're not going to live as long. You're not going to be able to do as many outdoor activities or outdoor things. And a lot of it, I have a pastor who literally came into our church last year weighing several, several hundred pounds. He was very round and big. And he stands up there today and he's a skinny guy. In a year, he lost all his weight, but he didn't do it through exercise, though. You can do it through exercise. I've seen people do it through exercise. He did it through diet. And based off the conversations I've had with him, he they, they're very strict on not just the calorie intake, but the quality of food. Because you can eat things that are low calories, but they have a ton of carbs or sugars in them. Um, and as someone who's trying to lose weight, you don't need that extra fatty, carby, sugary stuff. You know, you need to eat clean, um, clean protein, clean vegetables. Um, you know, and that's mainly what he eats. He eats clean protein and clean fruits and vegetables. And as a matter of fact, Facebook news or Facebook research, I don't know how trustworthy this was, but it. It was on Facebook, so I'm going to mention it anyways. There's this guy that said that said he was lived till 110 years old, and he said all he ate. He said his his dad was lived to be 98, and then from his dad he learned this, and he said all he eats is like clean, organic fruits and vegetables, and so he eats like vegetables and fruits and olive oil and. Um, all that other stuff. And by the way, let me hit on this real quick. This this might be a little bit of a rant, but let me hit on this real quick. If you're cooking with anything, well, no. Okay, let me first say this. We are not health experts. This is our opinion. The reason I have to say that is because we're actually facing a lawsuit warning right now, which we'll talk about later. I don't know how much we could talk about right now. That's for another episode, hopefully next week. Um, but this guy, or, or no, no, we're past that. Okay. Sorry. I got sidetracked with the lawsuit thing. So Asher one time he's like, dude, like olive oil is like the best oil to eat and cook with. And I was like, really? He's like, yeah, it's the healthiest. And, um, I actually did some research because our school where we eat at, they cook everything and soak it all in vegetable oil. Turns out vegetable oil is actually an inflammatory. It's an inflammatory. So whenever you get a workout done and and your muscles are all torn up and they're coming back together through proteins, connecting themselves through proteins and growing, you don't want to inflame those. Or if you have an injury, you don't want to further inflame that injury, right? And so that's what vegetable oil does. Um, And turns out our school soaks everything in vegetable oil. So we do get a lot of athletic injuries. I wonder, just I just an idea, I wonder if they switch over to a healthier oil if injuries would reduce. That would be a very interesting study. Besides the point, this guy was eating honey and all this other stuff. Um, I can't tell you exactly, but he lived to be 110 years old, and he said that was his secret, it was his what he was eating. And so... The eating factor of it is so much and just as important as the physical output. 
Um, and at the end of the day, you literally, you are what you eat. And I had this crazy dream last night. Now that I think about it, I had a dream that these people started to become, their skin started to become transparent um, in a way because they were eating like these mushrooms that made, that were like transparent. And it was literally, you are what you eat in that dream. Um, and what happens is, is all the matter of what you eat is exported everywhere else in your body. So literally, if you're eating Taco Bell every day, your body's literally made of Taco Bell. I'm not kidding. Well, it's, it's what your cells use to basically fuel themselves. Right. And if you're giving your cells crappy nutrients to, um, you know, literally allow you to live, then think about how you're, how you're going to feel because of that. Because I mean, you have cells in every, every bit of your body has a cell and think about how that affects all of the processes that they have to do themselves. Um, I don't know if you've ever experienced this, but like whenever I eat like bad foods, I can tell just based upon just based on observation that there's a significant difference in like my skin. Like whenever you eat bad food for, I don't know, a couple of days, I will feel the oiliness of my skin and it just doesn't feel, you know, as it would if I had eaten clean. But that's just a little anecdote for me. Yeah. And you know what? I actually I remember we had we already filmed an episode called You Are What You Eat. So we don't need to talk about that. <laughs> but I did want to address the issue of people being overweight and just um, I just wanted to encourage them or encourage you guys who are listening to encourage those that are overweight um, that aren't doing anything about it. I don't know how you would encourage them to do to like get after it, you know, like without being rude or offending. Um, I don't know if you have anything, Asher, on how you could do that, but <laughs> Um, well, I think, you know, one of the big things is that you look at what the science says and the science isn't going to necessarily care about what you feel about it or how you feel about a subject. And the thing is, I mean, we all make mistakes. We all get lost in the fact that, man, I haven't really been looking out for my health in a while. And now I'm in the state and I just don't feel as good as I used to whenever I was, you know, uh, in my teens or in my 20s. Um, you know, and that'll happen to you and I, Briston, at some point. And we're going to have to reevaluate our uh, health choices, our food choices, which is uh, it's coming, bro. You know, it's like it's not something we'll be able to escape. So everybody goes through this. Um, and it's just it's really a matter of how you respond. You can either respond in a way that's, all right, it's something that I do need to focus on or it's something that it's, I'm just going to pass off for five, ten years. And then, you know, five, ten years down the road, depending on where I am, I'll reevaluate then. And I would always say that, you know, the safe thing to do, and even if you're in the situation now, is to evaluate your situation and be very realistic with yourself and just discount the feelings. Um and do it, do what makes you feel good. Like you were talking about the guy that lived to 110. So that's, that's all fine and good. Um, 
but the important thing is, you know, no matter, you know, discounting longevity, we want to make sure we feel good. Right. So those fruits, vegetables and honey and olive oils, we're making that guy feel good to 110. That's freaking awesome. You know, we should follow that. We should follow suit. Um, but we want to make sure, and I'm not talking about like, okay, you drink a sugary drink. <clears throat> that's going to make you feel good for 15, 30 minutes. Right. I'm not talking about that kind of feel good. I'm talking about, I get up in the morning and I feel well rested. I feel, um, fueled from the, from last night's dinner. Mm. The same thing goes for breakfast and lunch. And, uh, my gut isn't having issues. I, I hear a lot of people that are struggling with this. They just have, they have gut issues, which sucks because I can't imagine my stomach hurting all day or me having to, and you know, for lack of better explanation, for me having to just visit the toilet several times a day because I'm having a lot of problems, you know? So I think that's the big thing is to be realistic with yourself and, and do what makes your body feel good long-term, not in the short term. So. Hey, I woke up feeling real good the night after I ate mashed potatoes, a nice big old ribeye and some green beans. That's the way to go right there. That's the way to go, bro. Along. Yeah. And I, I would also, I want to encourage, um, or maybe even talk about, you know, about what other people think about us just as humans. There's a book called, which I have not read it, but I understand it immediately as soon as it says it, the art of not giving an F. Basically the book's like from, from, what I've heard about it, because I've heard a lot of people recommend it, it's basically encouraging you to take criticism from those who like know what they're talking about and doing that are delivering it in a good way. And everybody else, if they say something or give out their own opinion about something and it hurts your feelings, he's like, basically the book's like, just don't, don't give a crap about it, just move on. Um, and I think overweight people or not whether anything in general life in general dude there's so many people that care about what other people think i'm one of those dude i i would consider myself a people pleaser i don't like being one i try not to be one because what you do is you push away yourself and you just try to make sure that you're good good on good terms with everybody and you just care so much about what other people think and you just want to make sure you know y'all are good or whatever that's just me so asher are you are you people pleaser well i think back in the day uh i think pretty much everybody goes through this that you'll have anxiety about having to please people like, it's like, oh, what's that person thinking about me? Mm-hmm. Uh, that person thinking about me, how do I, how do I get on the same page with them? Or how do I, you know, respond in the correct way? How do I impress um, them? Right, exactly. How do I impress? Um, and uh, like, you know, like, I'm sure you know, that's really tiring. 
and it just saps your energy. Your mind isn't focused on the things that it needs to be focused on, especially when you're in a social environment. So my, for me, it was like high school or middle school, right? That's like trying to please all these people. But I learned that once you realize that other people have pretty much the same perspective as you do and that those their opinions don't really have any weight in your life it's like the most freeing thing ever because you're like all right i can focus on myself and i don't have to be thinking about every little thing that other people are thinking at this moment um so i would say yes at one point and now it's kind of like you said the book said now i am I've reevaluated who I take an opinion from. Like for you, you, for example, I will give your opinion more weight or what you say more weight versus, you know, just some dude on the street or whatever it is, you know, because I've known you and I, we have a mutual, you know, a respectful relationship. And I think we, we care about what the other person thinks. And the same goes for a lot of people that are in my life. Um, and that's why you keep those people in your life because they build you to make you something better. And it's like, if a person's opinion is neither, um, constructive criticism or like a compliment and like a constructive compliment, if it's always negative and, um, they're just like, oh, you're not doing that right. And there's probably no way you can fix it. If that's how they're, if that's what their attitude sounds like, um, that's whenever you need to step back, reevaluate why you have a relationship with that person in the first place and be like, all right, maybe I need to move on from this and, uh, you know, quit worrying so much about it. So I, I like that, bro. I'll have to, uh, I'll have to read that book. <laughs> See what it has to say. Just censor it out. Call it the art of not giving a crap. <laughs> yep. Yeah. Um, yeah, I I think that more people care about what other people think more than they know. Yeah, for sure. Like, Ashley, you're referring to your middle school and high school self. I guarantee you there's areas of your life right now where you care about what other people think. Yeah, definitely. Like, you literally told me, like, I think you said, you know, saying that you still live with your parents after graduating college, like, you cared about t- I having to tell people that, you know, and now you're living on your own, but... Like you cared about that, you know? Yeah. And it's definitely the areas of your life that you like that for me, was an area of my life that I knew I needed to work on to become a better version of myself. So that was sort of a good anxiety. Like uh, people know I'm living with my parents. Uh, Now I need to look for an exit and they, you know, they're fine. They were fine with me living there, but I was able to find an exit, found me some roommates, got out of there. And that so, was a positive. So it's like a positive caring about what people think about me. That's yeah, exactly. that makes sense. Yeah. Like, obviously, if you walk around town looking like a goober, you know, you get your hair, wear a hat or something, get some clean clothes on, learn how to match. Like, I think there's an extent, obviously, to where you can take it. Unless you literally just want to go all in on not giving what people think and just like, walking around all day, how you roll out of bed, but then you're, you're I feel like you'd, you'd lose so much respect like that. 
um, and integrity. Right. So anyways, but that's about all we got time wise. Um, we can continue next week uh, on the next episode, kind of talking about um, just character in general. I think that'd be a really good thing to continue with. So um, with that, Asher, you got anything? Um, I was going to share this at the beginning, but I'm kind of glad I'm getting to share this at the end. Uh, today <laughs> I wake up and there's a tornado watch. Yeah. Here, Little Rock. Same Probably here. The same for you. So, um, uh, I know this will be airing on Sunday, but be thinking about us. Monday. Monday. Yeah. Apparently we're supposed to get softball slides tell. So yeah, about a half, that'd be calling my insurance for my, <laughs> for our vehicles. If that's the case, cause at college, they don't have anything you can park the vehicles under. So anyways, so that's enough of that. Y'all we'll see y'all next Monday on shooting the bull. Happy trails. Y'all happy trails, happy roads, happy life, happy wife, happy life. If you're married, remember that. (laughs) All right. We'll see y'all next week.